Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're doing another new car reveal. And this one, uh, this one actually just happened today. And I was a little surprised because it, to me, it came out of nowhere, but Probably because I've missed so much news, this actually was a, there was a build-up to this reveal that I just completely missed. I am talking about the 2022 Audi A8 facelift unveiled with visual updates, new trims, and more tech. This article comes from Car Scoops and was written by Thanos Papas. Papas? Papas, probably. I just love that Thanos works at Car Scoops. <laughs> In any case, though, let's get on to the article. A few days after the unveiling of the AAL Horch Founders Edition for China, Audi presented the complete, completely facelifted A8 range to, sorry, to keep the German flagship relevant until its fully electric successor arrives in 2024. Given that the current fourth generation A8 was launched back in 2017, it's that old? Lordy, I didn't think it was that old. God. It was time for a midlife Midlife cycle update to compete with the more recent BMW 7 Series from 2019 and the Mercedes-Benz S-Class from 2020, which have been which have been its traditional main rivals for ages. The 2022 Audi A8 brings a series of visual updates focused on the front end, new color options, the new addition, sorry, the addition of the S-Line package available for the first time in an A8, plus more technology inside the luxurious cabin. Starting with the updated styling, the A8 is instantly recognizable as the longest, most imposing, and most luxurious Audi. However, it gets more bling, making it look less restrained than before. At the front, there is a new grille with a different finish on the A8, A8L, and S8 variants. The redesigned bumper features larger, larger intakes surrounded by chrome on par with other Audi models. A new pair of more angular headlights incorporated... So No, they incorporate the digital matrix LED technology, which means there are 1.3 million micro micro mirrors in each headlight 1.3 million how do you fit that in one headlight and how does that not just bump the price up on this car to like 200 grand jeez the profile looks identical besides the updated color palette including new metallic and matte finishes as well as new wheel designs ranging from 18 to 21 inches changes are more subtle at the back where the digital oled taillights come standard and gain a proximity indication feature which lights them up when another vehicle comes within 2 meters or 6.6 feet of a stationary A8 from behind. The chrome exterior package makes the A8 shinier all around, while the S-Line package that is available for the first time in this model brings a sportier look. The S8 performance variant can be distinguished by the quad exhaust pipes and the diffuser among other sporty touches. In terms of lengths, the, A the regular A8 is measuring... That should say the regular A8 measures... 5.19 uh, meters or 204.3 inches. The S8 is 5.20 meters or 204.7 inches because of it because of the different bumpers. The A8L sits at 5.32 meters or 209.5 inches long due to the increased wheelbase, while the China-only A8L Horch is even longer at 5.45 meters or 214.6 inches. All variants feature. Feature bodies with 58% 58% aluminum parts, a passenger compartment from hot form steel and carbon fiber reinforced polymer components, plus magnesium strut tower bars. Inside, the fully digital cockpit consists of a 10.1 inch, which is very standard, 
digital instrument cluster, an optional heads-up display, and an 8.6-inch touchscreen incorporating Audi's latest MIB3 infotainment system. Why do they call it MIB? Does that mean that MIB spies on you through the system? Does that mean it has tie-ins with the Men in Black movie? Like, why did they call it MIB? The facelift brings a pair of 10.1-inch full HD displays for the entertainment of rear passengers who also benefit from Matrix LED reading lights and a Bang & Olufsen advanced sound system with a 1920-watt amplifier and 23 speakers. Audi is offering plenty of options for the rear seats, including the relaxation seat in the A8L with numerous adjustments, electri electrically adjustable comfort headrests, back massage with 18 pneumatic cushions, and a footrest on the back of the passenger seat that also comes with heating and massage functions. The standard seat upholstery is Valletta leather with Valcona leather offered as an option. Equipment can also include four-zone deluxe automatic air conditioning, ionizer and fragrancing, plus a bar compartment between the rear seats. Safety equipment is upgraded with up to 40 driver assistance systems. The Audi Presense Basic comes standard with three optional packages named Park, City, and Tour offering semi-autonomous functions. So does that mean the Presense Basic, or sorry, no, the, the optional packages that offer semi-autonomous functions are tuned for city parking and or touring, which I imagine would be highway use? Is that how that works? Mild hybrid engines with a range topping V8. The engine range of the facelifted A8 consists of the 3.0 liter TFSI V6, the 4 liter TFSI V8, and the bi-turbo 4 liter TFSI V8, the 3 liter TDI turbo diesel, and an upcoming plug-in hybrid variant. All variants of the A8 are exclusively offered with the 8-speed automatic gearbox, while the gasoline gets while the gasoline engines get 48 volt mild hybrid technology. The Audi A855 TFSI with the 3-liter gasoline engine produces 335 horsepower or 250 kilowatts or 340 PS and 500 newton meters or 368.8 pound-feet of torque in Europe, with a lesser variant available in China producing 282 horsepower or 210 kilowatts or 286 PS. The more powerful A860 TFSI Quattro with a 4-liter V8 produces 453 horsepower or 338 kilowatts or 460 PS and 660 newton meters or 486.8 pound-feet of torque, allowing for a 0 to, uh, 0 to 100 kilometer per hour sprint or 0 to 62 mile per hour sprint in 4.4 seconds. The S8 Performance flagship is fitted with a bi-turbo 4-liter V8 producing 563 horsepower or 420 kilowatts or 571 PS and 800 newton meters or 590 pound-feet of torque. It accelerates from 0 to 100 kilometers per hour or 0 to 60 miles per hour in 3.8 seconds. Besides the standard Quattro system, the S8 comes with predictive active suspension, sport differential, and dynamic all-wheel steering. Sales of the 2022 Audi A8 in Europe will start in December. In Germany, pricing will start from 99,500 euros or $115,540. Yeesh! For the base A850 TDI, while the S8 will start from 144,800 euros or $168,135. Yikes! In China, US, Canada, and South Korea, interestingly, the Audi S8 will be exclusively offered with a long wheelbase. Nice to hear the US gets the long wheelbase treatment. With all the hard data out of the way, let's, or facts, figures, stats, etc. With all of that out of the way, let's get on to the subjective matter of the visuals, and it looks like an Audi A8, which is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your perspective. But in my mind, it's it's kind. I say it's kind of a bad thing. This is probably 
I think of all the Audis that have the same Audi corporate face, this might be one of their vehicles that have that's had a more boring execution of the corporate face. It's just it to me, and this is really sad. It looks like a massive Audi A4. All to me, some of the grandeur that an A8 should have seems to be kind of gone. Like hell, maybe not even an Audi A8 or Audi A4. It almost looks like a VW Passat, just huge. It's just boring. It's really, really boring to me. But if you like the Audi styling and if you like the A8, you'll you'll probably end up liking this one as well. It's not that big a departure at all. It, if anything, it's not a big enough departure. So, yeah, there really isn't much to talk about visually on the exterior. The interior, as far as I know, this is pretty much the exact same interior with a few differences here and there. So, again, that's either a good thing or it's a bad thing, depending on your opinions and views on the A8 interior. But it's also, I think it's also, it's a little boring. It's very, I don't know, compared with some BMW interiors and some certainly Mercedes interiors of the of the time, I feel like the Audi one is is almost too it's almost too conservative. It's way it's way too understated. It's not it's not minimalist like Volvo's. It's just it's not a very interesting design to me. It's clean, kind of smart looking, but boring. It's just not that exciting looking. I think whether you love or hate the screens, uh, Mercedes has a much more interesting interior design on average. Certainly within the S-Class, has a more it, the S-Class has a more interesting interior design than the new A8 does. But that doesn't mean the A8's like materials and overall button placement and whatnot is bad. That, okay, if we go to the center console here, I do think the button placement's a little bit bad. I mean, it seems to be mostly digital buttons. They're not physical buttons, which is, that's a whole other problem. But, okay, no, it, it looks cluttered. It looks like a lot of buttons from far away, but once you once you get up closer and you see the lower the lower second screen just below the normal infotainment screen, it's actually not that bad. It's very very normal. It just looks like a lot, even though it kind of is a lot in one area. But it's not bad. Going through the rest of the interior, let's see. That's air quality pack. Okay. Let's see, I need more interior shots. I want more interior shots. Okay, this is a normal A8. The one I was looking at before was an S8. It just looks like, it just looks, looks exactly like an A8. And that to me is, it's very, it, this is going to be, you know, an old Top Gear trope, but very business, very business-like. And not exactly in a good way, in a very boring, stuffy, almost office cubicle kind of way. A very nice office cubicle, uh, an exceptionally nice office cube cubicle, uh, judging it from the outside. But still, it's it's dignified at best. Very plain, except for the except for the grill here, but very plain at worst. But it is a very very dignified looking car. If we go to the rear seats here, which is what I'm looking at, this is, it's interesting because right where the the armrest is, the central armrest that both the rear seats share, there's actually a screen there. So there's a screen there and the buttons and the buttons that you can use to adjust the recline, the recline and other functions of the rear seat. They're actually in that, like they're in that lower console screen as well. That's super interesting. And it also floats too. It's actually, a, it, it's angled and it floats. So that's kind of cool. I, I like the rear seats a lot more than I like the front, mostly just because of that funky floating screen. <laughs> I never, I never thought I'd really say that, but the rear seats to me are slightly more interesting the, the rear seating area is more interesting than the front just because of 
just because of that center console or that lower console screen and its and its entire design. Overall, as far as an update goes, I'd probably give it a 5.8, 5.7 out of 10. It's it's a very visually speaking, uh, visually speaking at the very least, it is a very mo modest update. Not that massive, not that groundbreaking. But again, if you like the A8, if you love the A8, I don't think there's really much to complain about here. It's it's your standard affair A8 just updated, and that that should be enough for most people. It's a very safe refresh, but sometimes that's that's all you need, especially if you're trying to. If you're really just trying to keep your existing consumer base, then I think Audi might have played this correctly. But what do you guys think of the new A8? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you think, eh, they really should have made it a little bit more radical looking from the outside? Let me know what you think in the comments below. In the meantime, though, I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like, comment, share, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, but please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I definitely, I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little, little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover, slash talk about, slash make a video regarding something specific, or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, you'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.